Welcome back, everybody. It's me, Tyler Richards, and I'm here with Jimmy Averill, Teddy Sack, William Parrish. Um, this time, we're going to tell you about the night of the murder, like how Jose and Kitty Menendez were murdered, what weapons were used, how the brothers got a hold of them, and the brothers' alibi, because we know you're all interested to hear about that. And I understand you guys have some information we're interested to hear. happened on August 20th, 1989, and Joe's and Mary, Kitty, Jose and Mary, also known as Kitty Menendez, were shot to death in their home in Beverly Hills. Do you know what kind of weapon was used? Uh, a shotgun. How'd they get a shotgun? Does anyone know? Yeah, I was um, researching, and it says that they went to San Diego County. From where they were, that was like two plus hours and over a hundred miles. That stands out to me because... They definitely would have planned it out if they had to go two hours just to get the gun. So that's kind of messed up as well as, I guess, kind of smart if that could maybe push the cops off the trail. Yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking. I mean, if like they bought it somewhere in Beverly Hills, people would kind of realize it, that they bought a shotgun and it kind of just leaves a trail that the shotgun killed their parents and stuff. So it's kind of obvious. But if they bought it all the way in San Diego County, people wouldn't like realize it. So that might help their case a lot. So do you guys know when they bought the shotguns and like what like what place they got them from? I mean, I know it was San Diego County, but I mean, do you know like what store or something? Yeah, they got it from a Big Five sporting goods store, which is a chain over in California. And they got it only two days before the murder. Two so it was August 18th. Two days? I feel like, how would you keep a sh two shotguns for two days, like hiding from your pants, planning to kill them? I just, that, that would be really hard. Yeah, I feel like that might be one of those things that goes back to their house being huge. Because they lived in a big mansion, so maybe their parents didn't go in some rooms because it was so big, big just for the four of them. That would make sense, yeah. And also, like, the reason, I, it's big, so I mean, that's why the neighbors might not have heard. Because it's so big and there's so many barriers and stuff to block out the shotgun blasts. Yeah, that makes sense. And I was looking at their property and they also have lots of space around the house, the house as well as trees and stuff like that would be would be a natural just to block sound. Yeah. I I definitely feel like they had to have thought about this way before time because first of all it was like two days before, which is definitely planned. It wasn't something like that day they decided to do it. It's definitely something that they had planned for uh, a couple days at least, I feel like. Yeah, that makes me I we already talked about how they may have done it for their parents' money. I think that pushes me to it being more for the money because if it was just because of the abuse, I feel like one event, if it just made them snap, I feel like it would have happened then and that wouldn't have, they wouldn't have planned it out. Yeah, because I mean, otherwise they just get like try to get rid of them as soon as they can so they don't keep getting abused later on and stuff. So uh, yeah, that makes me think it's more money as well. Yeah. Here's a clip we found of uh, how they were murdered. The description of the crime scene. The father, Jose, was found sitting up like a mannequin 
There at Jose's feet was his wife, Kitty, the former beauty queen. She was curled up in a fetal position. While Eric Menendez was... So, yeah, that's, that's like surprising. I mean, like, they just, they just look like statues now. They've just been dead now. It's weird. It shows that they're, not only did they murder their parents, but they, like, I don't know, it's just very brutal how they did it, and it's kind of disturbing. You guys have any other thoughts on that? Yeah, it said, it said, um, that he was, like, sitting up on the couch. I saw, um, I was reading about this earlier in an article, and it said that they were just, like, watching TV, and then they came up behind them and shot him. They shot, um, Jose once in the back of the head, and then Kitty stood up, and then they shot, I think, 14 other times in her. 14 times just in Kitty? Yeah, which I was surprised about, because... It was their dad that I was like sexually molesting them and stuff like that, and it I it was like surprising to me that um, Kitty was the one that got fourteen rounds in her, and he only got one. That shows they are not good people if they shoot their mom fourteen times, and I think that also would show how they definitely didn't like their parents. If I mean, if you get shot with a shotgun, it's not, it doesn't take fourteen shots. That's just excessive. Yeah, and they'd have to like reload and stuff. So I mean, that's just like really excessive, like you're saying. And also, I mean, it's just hard to imagine that. Like, the TV just going on in the background after they've been shot like this, that's just brutal. I didn't even think about that. They'd have to have shot her, like, four times or whatever, and then reloaded and shot her more and then reloaded. That's, that's very sad. Wouldn't the shots to the back of Jose's head knocked him over? It said he was sitting up like a mannequin. That's what I was thinking. So did they, like, push him back up into a sitting position? Maybe. Maybe. Well, it also depends on, like, um, the shotgun, because there's obviously, I've, I know there's, like, different, like, types of ones, and ones that are more powerful than others. Yeah, and it also depends on how close, he, yeah. like, they were to yeah. The shotgun was a 12-gauge, which is about, like, in the middle, I'm pretty sure. And, yeah, I would, that's what I was thinking, that if he would stay sitting up and they didn't move up, they would have been, had to be farther away. Obviously, after they killed their parents, they needed an alibi. And what I learned was that they decided to go to a movie. And they just like, got rid of the shotguns, went to the movie, and they watched Batman. And they bought lots of things, I think. So they just immediately took all the money they could and bought stuff at the movie? Is that what you're saying? I don't think they just like took all the money. I think they were, would get that later because they can't like say, oh, we realized that they were dead, so the money was ours now. I think they just used their money they still had, though, because, I mean, they were his kids and did have a lot of money, obviously. So, yeah. This was, like, obviously very crucial for them to not, like, mess up or anything because, like, when they called 911 the cops got there, they, they, this was, like, where they could tell them, oh, we were at a movie and we came home, and there they were. Like, it's not, because they couldn't just call it there and act like it happened in their house. So this was definitely, like, as we said before, planned. They, they I don't know if how it was, like, back then, because this was obviously uh, a little bit ago. But um, I don't think, or maybe, like, they had to have bought the tickets, like, right then, unless they were planning ahead of time and bought the tickets, like, earlier. That's what I would be thinking, so they bought them ahead of time. We already have found different clues that they have 
plan they did plan the whole thing out. So I I don't know, maybe they would have just bought them right there, but I think they all had it all planned out. Because yeah. I'd be more in thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, just going off, I really do think they had it planned out because, I mean, like we said earlier, the two days, they had the shotguns for two days and stuff, so they had to, like, plan things, like, really ahead of time, so, yeah. So, right after they got home from the movie, they called the cops and acted like they had just got home and found their parents dead, so here's a clip of the phone call. Okay, that's just the first clip that I had. Um, but one thing that stood out to me was how at the very start it didn't seem like he had as much emotion, and then just like all of a sudden he just snapped and started crying, which I don't know if that was pro probably wasn't real emotion, which that's what stood out to me. Yeah, and also I mean like it took him a while to say it, so that kind of helps his case. I mean, and I keep like once he did get his emotion, I mean he actually kind of sounded sad, and if you couldn't understand, she kept um the officer kept saying like pardon me, pardon me, because she couldn't understand him at first, because he seemed like he couldn't like talk about it. I guess at first, so that's what stood out to me. Yeah, what I noticed was like at the very beginning, like I don't know, he just like wasn't saying much, but then like Jimmy said, um. Then all of a sudden, it just, like, sounded like he started crying. So, I don't know, like, if it was, like, real or, like, because um, I know that, like, even after you can do stuff like that, like, with other murders, they still, like, feel, like, that sorrow and still feel bad. And so, it's real emotion, but that's what I'm just a little bit curious about on this one. But also, I mean, like, sorry. Um, also, though, I mean, if you, if you, like, went home and found your parents dead, like, obviously you call the police right away. I mean, your parents wouldn't have been dead, but, I mean, like, would you, like, feel it right away, or would you think it, like, wasn't real? I mean, I just, I know he did it, but, I mean, this kind of helps his case here, which maybe the police thought of or something, because if you kill your, like, kill your parents, then, or if you find your parents dead, then it's kind of like, wow, like, it takes a second for it to just, like, boom, they're not here anymore for me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And as well as, so to add on to the thing, sorry, I don't know if any of you have heard this, but whenever he first got him, he's like, yeah, uh, and then it seemed like, it almost sounded like someone screamed in the background. Did you guys hear that? Yeah, yeah I, I did. Yeah. So, do you know who was it that called, Eric or Lyle? Here, I'll check and we can listen to it one more time. If you want I, to. I think it was Lyle. But here, let's, yeah. you guys want to listen to it one more time? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sounds good. Okay, here it is. Yeah, like right there you could hear someone scream and that was Lyle and then Eric was in the background. I think you could hear him crying later on. Yeah, and that wasn't like a full like scream. It was like a quick bap. Yeah, almost yeah, like remember be the kind of scream like, hey, remember, stay, stay like acting, act like you're all sad maybe. When, when um, he first called her, like, uh, she, the um, operator, like, she asked, uh, what's the problem? And he was, he, I don't know, he was just like, uh, like, he was like, I don't know, he was, it just didn't seem like it was like a real 911 call. 
it, he like stood there for a second. He was just like, uh. I have one more clip that also short shows just more of the emotion. seemed like the emotion was real like he's like yeah because also he he's like screamed at his brother if you couldn't hear he said shut up eric i don't know exactly what he's saying maybe because eric was like crying as well he didn't want him to be like right away or something yeah like wanted to save it maybe for when the police like arrived because right now he's eric's not talking to the police but i mean like he sounded perfectly fine when he said that and then he got emotional again when he went back to talking to the police and like if you couldn't hear the police also thought he was hysterical at first and that would make sense but I mean, like he just, like you were saying, he doesn't sound like just sorrowful as he should be, I guess. Yeah, it's almost, I would say he's like, sounds like he's sad, but the way he sounds, it's not really like, doesn't quite sound like it's real almost. Yeah, it I sounds like kind of like acting, you know? Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. You guys have any more thoughts on that? Yeah, but like, maybe that's because we know most of the story already that we like perceive it as acting. But, like, if we had no idea what was going on and all this, we'd probably just think of that as normal sadness. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah. That's not what, maybe what the police thought at first as well. Yeah, yeah it, w- it, wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense because, like, now we, we, we already know that uh, they, like, confessed and everything to that. But, like, if you're the other person on the line and this, like, someone calls and says their parents are shot and they're just like screaming and what like seems to be crying i don't think you're gonna really think that it they're like acting like in that moment they definitely thought that it was like real i feel like you'd be a terrible person to hear someone crying like that saying their parents are dead and then just just say like it's fake yeah just oh yeah they're lying that that just doesn't seem like something a good person would do yeah yeah that makes sense and i mean also though like if you couldn't hear like blyle wouldn't really answer like he just like said no or like I don't think so and stuff to like when they asked him if like was the shooter still in the house and stuff. I mean like at first it took him a while to answer that question. So kinda of maybe he was just like get himself ready for it. Which is I think I think that kinda of goes with the emotion is not being able to answer a question fully. That's just true. like no, yes, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna go their answers that someone who was truly sad would say. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. One more there's one more little part of this clip, so I'll play it right now. Let me talk to Eric. Let me let who is the person that was shot? My mom and my dad. Your mom and dad? My mom and my dad. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> okay, we're on our way over there with an ambulance. That definitely shows again that he was maybe truly emotional because the way he was like screaming while he was saying that. 
kind of stood out to me. Yeah, and I also realized he didn't really hand the phone over to Eric when he asked, like, the guy asked him, if you couldn't hear, that um, to hand the phone over to Eric so Eric could talk as well, because maybe Eric would be less emotional, because he seems to be, like, really sad right now. So, like, it's kind of hard to have a conversation with someone who's so hysterical like that. Yeah. So. Oh, and also, I forgot to mention earlier, uh, before they went to the movie, they ditched their uh, clo- the clothes that were all bloody from when they shot their parents and their, the guns that they shot them with somewhere in the forest. Well, not a forest, probably. What? They That's probably in a nearby the trees area. and stuff? Okay. That makes sense. And nearby trees. Um, and in our next episode, we're going to talk about like the court trials and after the murder and like the police getting to the house and like questioning them and stuff. And then the episode after that, we'll do after they're in jail and that stuff. Thank you for listening.